Glad that you could be with us here for Good Karma Wrestling along with Brian Rhodes from ESPN West Palm. I'm Jonathan Hood from ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for being with us. WrestleMania, we cannot wait. SoFi Stadium, uh, you can be able to watch it on Peacock. It is Cody Rhodes against Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Heavyweight Championship for the WWE. Cody Rhodes joins us right here on Good Karma Wrestling. Cody, it's Brian and Jonathan. Thanks so much for your time. Oh, thank you very much for uh, for having me. You know, wrestling uh, in this wrestling and sports entertainment space, good karma is not always the first thing you think of. You know, so you guys are uh, blazing your own trail here, right? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this interview in a good mood here. You know, R- good karma spreading it around. I like Love it. it. <laughs> it's about time for professional wrestling to have a little good, right? Karma. Yeah, just a, a little. You know, it's. It's it's funny. The nature of WrestleMania is is good karma in a sense where it's where your wrestling friends all get together. I feel like and and even when I was away, I remember you're not even away because there's some there's 85 independent shows. There's this. There's that. There's there's so many different events. There's WrestleCon. There's 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 a superstore. There's it's just the best time to map your week out, come together, and plus. Being in Hollywood, I mean, I know we're in Inglewood, I know it, but being in Hollywood and just being on the West Coast, West Coast Mania, is, I'm sure you guys have some experience, West Coast Mania, West Coast Mania got a different vibe to it, you know, sun's just going down, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Cody, uh, here's something that no one's asked you all day today, how are you, your, li- your work-life balance, have you been able to breathe yet, how do you feel? Um. I, I feel ex- exceptional. Uh, the biggest thing um, for me is I haven't necessarily been able to breathe and I knew I would not be able to. So I have a, a legal pad, like a yellow legal pad that just is a scratch of all my calendar. Yep. And I just try the best I can to get everything in. The, yeah, there it is. <laughs> the, the biggest thing is, uh, you know, it sits on my bus and I haven't really left my bus. Because we're, you know, we were in Syracuse Saturday, and then Sunday trend coming to TV here today. I'm in Boston today, um, I, but I got to make sure it's great to do all these shows. You got to make sure you do everything to get yourself ready. And a big thing for me is I came into the Royal Rumble at 8.6 percent body fat, uh, tights barely even fit. Poor Sandra thought I was still big, you know, and uh, <laughs> and I I really want to maintain that. That's something like the whole. I really got into a great training program, a great regimen. I'm trying to maintain that while also doing these live events. I just want to show up at WrestleMania and that that kind of Rocky three, Rocky four, like the best shape you could possibly. Be. Hell, Rocky two, <laughs> the best shape you could possibly be in, uh, because it's very much uh, physically being in there with someone like Roman is a totally new experience. We haven't touched. Really, ever. I, I don't count the stuff we did prior because he was a different guy and I'm a different guy. So, being prepared for him as someone who's always in great conditioning, that's the area where I've had to try and make everything work and navigate, you know, just to get there and deliver the goods for fans. We hear you talk about it from undesirable to undeniable to be in the main event of WrestleMania. What does that phrase mean to you when you look back on even the last decade of your wrestling career? I think, uh, selfishly i think you know a question that a lot of people ask is well i wonder if people will follow him from perhaps AEW. i wonder if they'll follow and that's i don't really the way i kind of look at it is i don't think anyone can necessarily follow 
the path exactly because my story was so ridiculously all over the road, unique. And there was a point in it where it was absolutely out of the cards, like out of the question that this could be a thing that was happening. I mean, I, at 20 something years old, I would have been so arrogant and so just bragger and bold. And all I keep thinking now is just, I am beyond lucky, beyond blessed. Yeah. We worked really hard. And I say we, because it was a great amount of people. And I shared my career with so many people, including a wonderful independent fan base that's followed me, a fan base that's welcomed me back. Uh, we worked so hard, but also we're so lucky um, to be here. But truly anyone, I think a lot about wrestlers when I say undesirable, the undeniable, because wrestlers get so down on themselves about there's no way I can come back from this. There's no way. If you are watching what's currently happening, there's a way. There's a, it's, it's called hard work, but it's also a great amount of luck finding the right people. Uh, and also probably the biggest thing is being bold, knowing when to roll the dice, right? That more than anything, I was trying to explain that to Roman the other night on SmackDown. More than anything, that's what I do, man. When, when someone says, oh, this can't be done, we're going all in. Here's the full bet. Like, I just, I've been very lucky with my gambles, and hopefully WrestleMania is the biggest payoff of all time. Cody, um, you've been able to talk to people in the back at AEW and Independence and probably in the WWE. I mean, as, as a seasoned veteran, who do you turn to for big moments like this, big life moments like this? Who do you turn to for advice? Oh, I can't believe I'm going to give him credit, but I am. Uh, yeah, so you, you guys, do you guys have those friends that just don't know how to text message that they have to talk <laughs> on the phone? Or yes. you, right. So DDP is one of those who has to talk in person. Hmm. And um, he invited me over recently. And I remember it was such a pain to get there. You know, I got a baby. I'm barely home. Such a pain to get here. But when I got there and sat down with him, I instantly realized how grateful and important he is to me because, you know, it's the same reason Arn and I were really close prior. I don't have Dusty, right? And, uh, the, you know, I have a DDP. I have an Arn Anderson, someone like a Ric Flair. These people were close and connected and experienced it. So Dallas is somebody that, I've gone to to talk about things, not to say, here's what I think is going to happen or what do you think is going to happen or not to speculate on the moment, but more to just look at the moment and go, wow, this, this is uh, let's enjoy the next 20 something days because this is absurd. And he actually has opened up his studio to me to where I do all my media from the studio because I refuse to do it in the passenger seat of my car. Um, it's just, He's been very special to me, and uh, I don't like giving him credit, but it, he deserves all the credit in the world. He's very much was like a surrogate uncle, and he's definitely stepped into that role in a big way. On the flip side of that, how proud does it make you, some of the guys and girls that you give to, the Ricky Starks of the world, the Julia Hartz, the Matt Cardonas, mm -hmm. these guys and girls creating their own path now in the world of pro wrestling, how proud does that make you? Well, I'm very, I'm very proud of Julia because Julia came from the Nightmare Factory camps. So that's like the question that anybody's going to ask. Hey, how's your school? Has anyone done anything? And we can name a few people who had experience already. But really, she came from camp too, uh, did the thing with the Varsity Blondes. But she just took advantage of every opportunity she found. 
she was just hitting home runs and even maximizing her minutes and even small segments, big segments, whatever it might be. Just very proud. I keep an eye on her and Lee from a distance. Um, you give to them. And one thing I've learned as a coach and such, and even in my role as a, in management, give, give without expecting anything back. Uh, there are people who I hired and my wife hired that don't even remember us anymore. And that's okay. It's a, you know, you give without, um, give it, you know, expecting to get back. I don't want to, for one second though, put over, uh, Matt Cardona because, Matt Cardona is he has he's him and QT basically wrestle for my number one friend spot. Okay. But QT is emotionally and I'm not afraid to talk about this. QT is emotionally available there. He's there to talk about real things. Cardona is so into his world. And I feel like he I don't know. He has blown me off on like three different park visits and stuff like that to the point where he's about to get dropped way down. Wow. Like he might even get out of the, the circle, like <laughs> below Aaron Solo out of the circle, um, just because I'm really proud of him. He's out there. He's doing the indie God thing with the Indiana Jones hats uh, is everything Matt's doing. Matt, Matt has been the king of the Indies. Now, this is going on year two. You only usually get one run in that role, you know, like he's going on year two. What Matt does next is going to be huge. If he goes to. uh AW, that'd be cool. But if he comes back to WWE, that's what I want. Um, it would be off the charts. I think I think he's a huge get, a huge free agent. He's the best he's ever been. Uh, but he's really pissed me off. He's not. I have no good karma with Matt Cardona at the moment. And <laughs> Jay Hill, we might need to help Cody out. We've had Matt on this show. We talked about Splash Mountain. So we might he need to help you out a little bit. He did this interview with uh, Bill After recently where he buried me. And I have this story about Matt which I'm going to tell eventually about watching his first meeting with a certain member of management somewhere, how, how he tanked this meeting oh. right in front of me. And then one big line he hid in the meeting that I'll never forget. This is one of my real life friends. He said, I just want to make it clear. I'm never putting on a nightmare family jacket or associating myself with him on screen. What? <laughs> I got you the meeting. Why? Why did you just under the bus right away? So, and then he said some other things that I'll save for the story in a more long form setting. But I love Matt Cardona. I'm greatly irritated with him at the moment. The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, will be taking on Roman Reigns again at WrestleMania. Watch it live on Peacock. Two nights of great action from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Cody, what was the uh, reason why? Maybe you've heard this over the years why Dustin or why Dusty did not get a chance to be able to win the WWE championship at some point in their careers. One of the um, uh, coolest things happening, and I keep almost forgetting it, is Sunday before WrestleMania, Superstar Sunday on a and &E, is the Dusty Rhodes documentary is coming out. And as the executive producer on the documentary, one of my favorite parts of it is some of the luminary figures from the 70s and 80s, WWWF and then the WWF, tell us ultimately what would happen and what went down. And it's a story that when the father tells the son, you don't believe it because it sounds like a tall tale. To hear it repeated by the likes of a Hulk Hogan or a Bruce Pritchard, uh, I'm very excited. I don't want to give it all away, but I'm very excited for fans to see how the documentary is approached in terms of his lasting impact. I mean, you're seeing his impact right in front of you at WrestleMania with the fabled Dusty's kids, 
All of them are in major matches. Uh, one of them is my opponent in the biggest match of the of the event. Um, I think people will be really impressed the things he did that they don't know about. And the things he did that they do know about are impressive enough, but very much looking forward to people seeing the documentary. As far as chicken's concerned, my brother, Dustin, I think, I think I had the benefit and luxury of, I came after dusty had moved on in the industry. I think Dustin probably had much harder of a battle. You know, I was almost a novelty being so much younger 16 years younger than Dustin. Dad was 39 when he had me. I think he just had to fight something that is probably insurmountable. Uh, very proud of him. Like you said, Hall of Fame career, still going. You know, it's one of those things where I know he said he doesn't feel like he has much time left, but I don't see him slowing down either. So I'm very curious where Dustin ends up. And uh, I think about Dustin very often heading into this just because he's the family I have, you know. When you talk about, obviously, the impact Dusty had on your career, everyone knows about that. Who were some of the other wrestlers when you were coming up, turning into the pro wrestler you are today, that either their matches or even just real interactions with them, you say, okay, this is someone that turned me into who I am today? I mean, are we talking like a peer level or are we talking uh, someone else? I think when you were younger, like coming up, like obviously Dusty's there, but if you're going to go somewhere else, some of those guys. Well, my guy was was Shawn Michaels. Um, and, And I say that because... Sean was a journey in a sense that from the Rockers, hey, Greg's here. Greg's coming in. Greg, what are you doing? Greg, hey, get Greg. in here. Hey, Greg. All right, so Sean Michaels, uh, he was one because Sean, the, the Rockers happened, of course, and then, the, you know, the, the, the whole sexy boy persona, him and Sherry, and then everything. But then also going to a full WrestleMania where he didn't win the championship to then go to WrestleMania 12 where it takes an hour plus to win the championship – he was someone I liked as a kid a great deal. He just captivated me. Him and Sting were my guys. They captivated me. But I loved it as I got into the business because you watched his journey. You watched his journey, and it gave you hope for, like I was talking about other wrestlers, when you think you're down, or you're just a tag team guy, or you're just a setup guy, you find yourself in this position if you do the work. Sean being one. Sting, of course, uh, my favorite being a WCW kid. The Steiners, of course. And then uh, as I got a little bit more right before I busted in that teenage scene, Eddie Guerrero, uh, another one where what a long journey to get to the Cow Palace, to get to that moment that he had uh, with Brock Lesnar. And and that's one that I think about a lot lately because, again, it's one that you wouldn't have seen coming. But then when you saw it, it made all the sense in the world. I heard that there was a shake at the stick out west in uh, San Francisco. You hear any rumblings? Wait, what happened? <laughs> what happened? There is a there's a big show that took place in San Francisco. I was wondering your thoughts on it. I didn't. Uh, I actually only uh, I only saw some highlights from Ricky. Uh, I had a pirated feed, which I probably should have just figured out how to get a right feed. What? Uh, what? I'm not going to tell you. Send me the. I thought Ricky did great. I was very proud of him. Uh, you know, Chris Jericho is an absolute legend. As he's more than a legend, he's Chris Jericho, and for Ricky to be able to to deal with that and handle that in the way he did. Very proud of Ricky. Very proud of Julia, of course, just seeing her. Proud of Malachi, actually, because he was somebody that I, I I loved our interaction with. And then I wanted to see more of that Malachi. And it's been a minute. So to see him uh, deliver FTR, guys, uh, I saw. And then all my other kids. I ain't going to name them because I ain't going to put them over. But all my other kids who 
you know, one of them is out there in the main events and it's great. We don't have to be best friends or anything, but just very proud of, uh, of their growth and their continued growth. I know, yeah. We knew that you were a fan, but my Brian, he's like us. I know. <laughs> His own private link. Coach. Well, it's way, listen, one of the benefits of working for WWE is like, oh, it's on Peacock. You go on Peacock. It's right there. Right. Right. Anywhere else I've wrestled, whether it's New Japan, anywhere else, these interfaces are a disaster. They're a disaster, guys. And, like, I love every – like, Fight TV, I'm all right. I like Fight TV. That uh-huh. one, at least they got some of the – like, but come on, right? We're yeah. Clearly, you're tuning in in a streaming fashion today. I'm not Yo, we've talked, talked about it a lot with – you mentioned New Japan. Like, I'm pretty sure we've signed up for the dojo somehow and trying to watch some of their shows. So here Dog. we are today. They, I get, they take $10 from me like every week and I don't remember what I signed up for. <laughs> so, but Hey, whatever it's, everyone's learning. We're growing as you know, WrestleMania is the biggest numbers wise metrics wise that it's ever been. That just brings up the whole business. And I'm, I'm beyond blessed that I get to be in that position. We've seen it on social media. We've seen people get in trouble sometimes at house shows for the too sweet gesture. You at a house show yourself, the good brothers and a fan dresses, your father, we shouldn't expect any backlash from that, right? You're going to be okay from that's too sweet. I think I'll be fine. I okay. also the uh, Mike, the the Dusty impersonator, uh-huh. often yeah. sometimes can be it's wonderful and a blessing, but often sometimes can be a little bit of a nuisance because okay. the crowd is like going nuts over him. And I kept kind of like joking, like, "Oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I'll see him out there." And then, of course. I decide, you know what? Come in the ring. Why not? Make a whole big deal out of it. So it ended up uh, he, a great guy who actually part of the Dusty Doc. I don't know if it will make the final doc, but he has a really unique story, not unlike my father's. So it's great to see like the fandom continue and people take the photos with them and stuff. I love it. Let's play match game. Uh, I don't have the pencil mic like Gene Rayburn, but I can at least ask the question. Um, so, Cody, uh, Roman Reigns as a performer is blank. Roman Reigns as a performer is elite. What makes him elite to you? I think as far as the big things that you need for this in terms of presentation, in terms of conditioning, in terms of poise, I almost want to go back and say Roman Reigns is a superstar. The term superstar is often uniquely used because it's how WWE wrestlers are described. And I do understand, but Roman's the one that makes it clear what the distinction is. Roman's the one that makes it clear. Oh he, yeah, he is a wrestler. Sure. A really great wrestler, but he's also on Jimmy Fallon. He's also able to do all these things that he's able to do in a way that represents an entire brand. That is a, a, a multi-billion dollar worldwide industry. He can't just be a wrestler. Uh, and he's the one that makes the distinction for me as what an actual superstar is. When you see him come out and you see how kids look at him and the, the, the bloodline gauntlet and the respect they have for him, uh, that, that's really him more than anybody else. Cody, as always, we appreciate your time. Again, WrestleMania will take place uh, on Peacock. Again, a two-night event, SoFi Stadium. Again, the main event, Cody Rhodes against Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Championship. As always, good luck to you. We're road stands, so we're right behind you, Cody. Let's get this done. Thank you. I just got yelled at on my phone while we were talking by somebody who told me I needed to be by ringside. So I, <laughs> I hope they know I'm doing this. I'm doing this media, and I'm doing it with good karma wrestling, so they can wait.
There yeah. you go. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen, very much. Thank you. Thank you.